Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. The only place in the world where we love everybody and we make fun of everything and I appreciate you more than you know. You might not know a lot of things. There might be a lot of questions, a lot of mysteries surrounding life, the universe, your own circumstances, those you love. But one thing you can be sure of is that I appreciate you. I appreciate you giving me your two big or little, little ears and tuning in once a week, maybe once a month, maybe once a year, whenever it is, whatever it is, whatever you can give, because I know life is short and there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so much shit to consume. And um, I appreciate it. And just to let anybody out there know that's trying to get into the digital marketing space or digital media uh, podcasts, sharing memes, making videos, YouTube, all that kind of shit. Uh, nobody's going to give a fuck for a long, long time. And it's not going to be your friends that support you and get you off the ground. It's going to be complete strangers. And you're going to have to do something that is not exactly what you think it is you're trying to do to make the thing that you actually want to do get out there. Um, and you got to think outside the box and be very original and find your own thing and put in 10,000 hours, okay? You're not just going to, unless, you know, some people just stumble into a crazy niche right off the bat. But for the most part, you're going to have to put in the grind, and uh, once the ball starts rolling, it's going to be a really weird feeling. Perhaps you might be, and I'm not saying this braggadociously, okay? I'm just, I'm more human than you ever know, dude. I'm fucking broke starting at square one, sleeping on an air mattress at my auntie's house, trying to scramble, get my life together. Um, and it's the happiest I've been in a long time because I have nothing distracting me. I can just do what I need to do to become the person that I want to be and whatnot. Okay. So I'm not saying what I'm about to say is like a braggadocious thing. It was just an affirmation that if you put in the work and you don't focus so much on outcomes and you're not just doing things for the money, you're just doing it because you love it and you're speaking from your heart and being your sincere self, you'll see little things giving you indications that you're doing the right thing, okay? So the other night, I'm sitting... I'm out in this little town in Texas called Corsicana. It's like outside of uh, Dallas. And about like an hour outside of Dallas. Because uh, uh, like doing some things in Dallas and then uh, coming back, I was in uh, this, this little town. And all of a sudden, I see... I'm sitting at a bar... I'm sitting at a bar like deep in Trump country, you know, uh, like I said, out in the bum fuck of Texas. And I look at my messages and it's fucking Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> and uh, it was just wild. You know, I'm sitting there kind of half drunk, surrounded by, you know, people that live in small towns. Not saying I'm better than them. I mean, I was there for a reason. And I'm fucking just, I, 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 I didn't want to like fan out and be like, oh my God, sir, I love you, blah, 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 you know? And I started shooting shit with the guy. I told him, uh, like we were making fun of Jesse Smollett. And then uh, I told him, yeah, tomorrow's CNN day is probably going to be a great day to talk about January 6th. 
and then you know he's he said something and he's like oh oh and then he said uh they're probably gonna find a way to call the the jury <laughs> call the jury of the smollett trial so they're gonna paint them as white supremacists by the morning you know so i was laughing it's like oh or they're just gonna talk about big 45 and uh I told him, yeah, feel free to run with the name Big 45 or Butthole Biden, you know, and he laughed. And so it's just funny, like my cousin Steve said Big 45 offhand one day and, you know, I just started laughing and then Butthole Biden is just a spinoff. You know, my old buddy DJ Cotton used to call uh, a football player named Blake Bortles, like somehow we called him. Blake Blake buttholes instead of Blake Bortles, and then that turned into Butthole Biden, and so it's it's just it's funny talking to the family that used to run the goddamn country because of things that I've shared that's happened like in my little small towns in my life with my friends, just authentic conversations, and uh, it just shows, bro, you just stay true to yourself. You don't hop on other, because I could, you, you could easily hop on other people's waves and do what they're doing, but you can only do that for so long. You only have one chance to authentically blow up. Like your first impression to the masses, that's just what you, you're going to have to run with. So if you come into the game, copying somebody else, um, you know, you're not going to have very much longevity. It's been a long, it's been a lot and I'm nowhere near where I need to be at, at all. But um, it's just been a long time coming of, uh, just trying to get the right product in place. You know, I mean like this podcast, for instance, I've talked about this before, but I was just trying to talk about this before, before I, you know, met my last girlfriend. So like, I was just going to anonymously talk shit about like nut job women that I was meeting in Seattle. Um, and then it just kind of became a vessel to where, I feel like I'm, I'm part of the meme wars, you know, it's weird part of the me and these things are affecting elections and people's mindsets. And it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Just like getting messages from people. It's on my, Hey, that thing you said had me reflecting on how I think. And I kind of had to laugh at myself and that's how you do it. You know, that's what we're doing over here is we're making funny memes and funny content and talking to people and being respectful and letting people know that people that lean kind of right or just are basically in the same. I mean, I, I've, I consider myself a centrist, you know, but it's like as soon as you're not woke and nuts enough for that left, left, lefty mob, you know, you get kind of booted out and then the Republicans come at you like, uh, you know, like Dr. Evil when he's got his arms out. He's like, can I get a hog? Mini me, can I get a hog? You know, and so uh, the people on the right, they take you in and they let you be who you want to be. So... Fuck what you heard. It ain't true. But yeah, dude, stay true to your fucking selves is what I'm saying. Um, that's about as much political talk as I really want to do because I never meant to even, I don't even mean to be political, but if life wasn't so wrapped up in everybody trying to push their fucking agenda, then I wouldn't have to be like that, you know? Uh, it's like a, it's like a subconscious thing. Uh, and you know what's weird about the subconscious is they call it the subconscious, but okay, how do I say this? So the part of your mind that you don't know when it's doing what it's doing is the one that knows what it's doing. 
You know what I'm saying? When you're subconsciously doing something, why is this part of my brain that I don't have to train at all? Why is it just this amazing autopilot? How does it know to just keep me alive and do what it needs to do? Now, the conscious, the thing where I'm sitting there, when the two little lead little guy in my head with the two, two levers in his hand moving shit, he's an idiot. So everything good comes from the unconscious, but it's the one that's actually working full time doing what it needs to do. Uh, yeah, dude, thinking about that puts my brain in a knot because you're, I don't know, man. It just comes down to like the whole free will thing and everything. I mean, what? So God puts you on earth, but gives you free will, but you're still following his plan. Which one is it? Uh, yeah. See, these are the conversations that need to be had, not... Oh, did you fucking hear about dude, dude, dude was skipping work and he's fucking blah, blah, blah. And she's a total whore. Blah, blah. Who cares, dude? As soon as people start talking about other people, I just don't give a fuck. I love other people. I love the individual, but I just don't care. And I don't care what people say about me. And as soon as I, uh, you know how you can always tell who your real friends are. You can tell who your real friends are by people that celebrate your successes with you. Like if you if you tell somebody something that you're super happy about or that kind of elevated your status in the world or something like that and they aren't happy for you, those aren't your real friends. Your real friends are people that get absolutely nothing out of your joy and they still want to see you happy. And that's why I don't even surround myself with people that don't give me that energy or that I don't want to give that energy to. Like as soon as I feel myself being jealous of somebody, I realize I don't love this person. I can't pretend to even be around them because something about them irks me when I see them uh, getting something that I want. Um, but I don't know. That's why you got to I choose good mentors and shit like that, I guess. But I don't know, man. Life is weird. If I could do, if I could take, if I could take one aspect out of life, you know, if I, if I could play God for five minutes, like if uh, something came from the sky, I was like, okay, okay, Rod, if you want to be God for two minutes, um, what would you do? I wouldn't have to think about it, and I would subtract the needing to have to poop. If I could completely remove the human need to shit like if i could just install some internal mulching kit that just gets rid of all waste like that where you, you don't have to once or twice a day go lock yourself in a little room and have some disgusting paste come out of your ass that smells bad and then you gotta clean it up and potentially give yourself hemorrhoids and maybe not clean it up all the way and spend the rest of the day smelling terrible um or sitting there too long and yeah having your your butthole getting inflamed. Everything about it is just terrible, dude. How many times? And I have IBS. It's the worst thing. It's the worst fucking part of my life is that I can't go anywhere without taking the risk of my stomach just being like, feeling like somebody stabbed me in the gut with a knife and I got to run to a toilet. Maybe if I talk about it openly because it's a really embarrassing thing because the doctors, because I've gone to the doctors for it countless times and they just tell me, oh, it's nothing we can do. And they even said it's a psychological thing. And they put me on like antidepressants and stuff like that. Because they're saying how your small intestines is completely is directly attached to your emotional state. But it's like, dude, I'm not sad and I don't have anxiety. 
because the only reason I do have anxiety is because I think I'm going to shit myself. So if you can make me not feel like I'm going to shit myself, I won't have any anxiety. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's just imagine life without ever having to take a dump, dude. I'd be president by now. Um, I can't tell you how, how many social events and stuff like that I've missed just because I've had fucking digestive problems. And just in general, even if I was a complete, I mean, I don't know, maybe people with completely healthy assholes can just go about their life and not worry about these things. But, um, it is completely, and it started, I remember it started, I was working this construction job and I was on this site and all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, what the hell's wrong with me? And I went to this porta potty and I just could not take a shit. And then uh, I just felt like I had rocks in my stomach for like three days. And then uh, uh, I went to the doctor and they just told me I was like super constipated and like, okay, that's never happened before. And so they gave me some stuff and then uh, I did my thing. And then ever since that moment, like my, my body hasn't digested properly. So I don't know if I caught some weird stomach virus or something at the time. I don't know, dude. And I've tried everything taking these super expensive uh, probiotics and shit right now. But um, yeah, it's caused me a lot of, I remember, I remember when Shody and I first started dating, we went over to this place called Leavenworth, Leavenveff, and I was driving the truck and we got stuck in traffic and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it just hit me, just fucking fluid diarrhea, just like out of left field from absolutely nowhere. And we're sitting in traffic and like I said, we, I don't even know if we were like officially together yet <laughs> and I'm driving this big truck and also I just pull over because there was nowhere to park. I literally just pulled over on the side of the street and was like, here, just, just drive around until I call you. And she's like, what? And I was like, just trust me, just do it. She's like, what do you mean? And I just had to tell her, I'm about to shit my pants. I need to find a bathroom. And I just left her in the truck and I just wandered through the city uh, looking for a bathroom and I finally found one and it was horrendous because uh, there was a Christmas line for it. And yeah, one of the worst moments of my life. So, uh, yo, God, get on the internal mulching kit, please. Um, and if anybody has ever successfully healed their IBS, holler. Because like I said, the doctors tried to give me these antidepressants and then they made me not be able to get boners. And so that can't happen because I am a sex addict. Um, speaking of shit about some bullshit, uh, you know what the biggest bullshit in the world is? Is bowling. I went bowling the other day and I've maybe bowled three times in my life. And I went with two friends who were actually good. They were doing the whole thing where they only stick two fingers, you know, like you're fingering a fat girl type to like your two middle fingers. Um, the motion, they were only using those fingers in the ball and they were like hawking it and putting a bunch of spin on the ball. Right. And, uh, I guttered like my first two. Cause I would, ju I just threw the ball straight down the lane. I was like, I'm not going to try to learn this. I just threw the ball straight at the lane and I gutter balled my first two. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, I just got to throw it like this down the lane and just threw it straight. And they were doing all this fancy shit and putting all this spin on there, talking all this lingo. And I wiped the floor with them. We played two games. One game I bowled like a 180 or something. I think it was 180. And the other one was 
a little bit lower, I think. We played three games, and finally on the third one, because my shoulder hurt, and uh, I was already kind of fucked up, because the night before, uh, my buddy Ryan is like a fucking cage fighter, dude. At least he's trained, he used to fight. And we were just wrestling around, and I was just asking him, like, dude, how do you, uh, how do you really defend a punch? You know, like, what's the best thing to do? He's like, all right, get your hands up. So he's throwing it. And I was like, okay, you know, he's throwing these like generic punches. I'm like, okay, well, what if somebody throws one of these and I throw like an overhand at him? So he catches my arm and then he throws my body on his shoulder. And so I'm like balancing all my weight on my sternum on his like collarbone. And then he like jumps up, you know, like jumps up and down. So it like glunks like all my weight and I cracked my fucking sternum. And for some reason, every time I hang out with my buddy Andy, I get hurt. He's the guy I was with when I went go-karting and I got T-boned by a transvestite and I cracked some ribs. Every time I'm with him, somebody hurts me. And uh, and then he did that thing to my ribs. I didn't really feel it initially, but it still hurts now. And then uh, I was like, okay, well, what, what about a kick? And he's like, well, kick me in the head. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to kick you in the fucking head. He's like, kick me in the head. So I kick him in the head and he blocks. He's like, come on, harder than that. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to kick you as hard as I can. He's like, do it, do it, do it. I was like, all right. So I kick him as hard as I can towards the head and he elbows me in the shin. And so I instantly, within like five minutes of just kind of play fighting with a MMA fighter type dude, I've got a cracked sternum and like <laughs> and a broken shin. So uh, it's safe to say I don't feel very confident about getting a fight in anytime soon. Um, I'll just ruin your life in other ways. My words are weapons. I use them to crush my opponents. God, that song was hard. You guys remember that Eminem song? My words are weapons. Uh, but yeah, my main point is that bowling is absolute bullshit. Um, it is less of a sport than chess to me. Because chess, you at least have to be smart. Bowling, you're literally just throwing a ball down a lane. There's this fat kid next to us who basically just looked like any fat person you would ever imagine at a bowling alley where it kind of looks like somebody grabbed his hands, grabbed his face with two hands and kind of just squished it together. Like the way you would squeeze an ass. Somebody did it with his face and squished it together, you know? And, uh, he brought his own balls. He brought two balls and, uh, his own shoes and everything. And he gets next to us and he just, he hawks, this fucking ball so hard. God, who's this calling me? I recognize this number. Sorry about that. I had to answer that. Uh, but anyways, I think I was talking about the guy with the face smushed together like ass cheeks. He just was hawking the ball like 45 miles an hour. And he was just, he'd either throw him in the gutter or hit a strike. And I was just throwing him like 18 miles an hour right down the middle and pretty much knocking down all the pins on every try. So bowling, you can suck my asshole. You can suck that kid's face. Um, God, speaking of a brown nose, who <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, that guy was, <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a buddy from work. His name was Miguel, AKA the trash Lord. And, uh, he said the name, he called hillbillies. When he first moved to the United States, he called hillbillies. He said Billy Hill. And, 
And that sounds like, uh, like if I were a country rapper, if I was one of those redneck rappers that rapped about like trucks and beating my wife and stuff, I would name myself Billy Hill. That's probably, honestly, that's probably what the guy, what, that's probably what ass face's name was. It's probably the kid at the bowling alley. His name was probably Billy Hill. Yeah, anyway, shout out to Billy Hill. Uh, <laughs> if anybody runs with that name and becomes famous, you got to pay me or you got to find ass face at the bowling alley and pay your debts. You know what I'm saying? Pay your debts. Um, speaking of paying debts, uh, this is, if I were running for office, which I probably will someday, if I were running for office, I would really, instead of promising student loan forgiveness or calling everybody racist or whatever the fuck it may be, what they're trying to do to appeal to young people by dumbing themselves down, what I would do is make a military ID, whether you're 17, 18, 19, whatever, a military ID counts as a 21-year-old full adult ID. If you're 17 and a half and you've enlisted the army and you went through basic training, you're about to turn 18, and if you have some downtime, you should be able to go drink a beer. And by doing this, politicians, you are... Uh, Appealing to the youth and showing that you're not completely disconnected from the youth because 17, 8 year olds are a lot older than we think they are, even though most of them, like if you're in college and sheltered and some SJW Antifa retard, like, yeah, you're a moron. But if you're responsible enough to be in the U.S. military in any way, shape or form and you have an ID, you should be able to buy a beer with it. That way you are giving back to the people protecting this fucking country keeping the goddamn socialists and communists out and uh, you're letting these people blow off a little bit of steam. And then by the time they turn 21, they won't even go as nuts because that's how it works in Europe. You can drink at 16. So then, but you can't drive a car until you're like 18. And so by the time you're driving and responsible and doing your thing. So by the time these guys will be in their twenties, then imagine if you can have a legal head start at drinking uh, before you're 21, then you already just be more responsible by the time you get that out of the way, you know? Like, people that don't have their first beer until they're, like, 25 or 28, all of a sudden, they just go off the rails in their 30s. So, prevent that. Let the kids drink. All right? Shout out to Billy Hill. And you guys, please rate and subscribe. Share the podcast. Follow me on IG at Lord Petty double underscores because the original one got deleted and I was gutted. But anyways, appreciate y'all. Take care. Much love to the Petty Peeps and everybody. And uh, yeah, do something nice for someone. Peace. Never hear what I'm told.
bush, that's the sun The loneliest one be making the flowers grow Stop in the garden, know what you started Started a fire, started a riot I was not invited, nothing but violence, nothing but sirens today to remind you that you should take it easy on yourself enjoy what you're doing and if you stop enjoying it at some point hey no problem don't do it anymore god bless you love you ciao